Everybody, and welcome to another installment of Show to Be with Mike G, the show of life, the show of island living, the show of Jameson, whiskey, Oxley gin, here nor there, and so much more. Today's chat is with the brilliant Simon Colian. He is a recent Austin transplant, came into town to open the now legendary here nor there bar on 7th Street and here in Austin, Texas. We sit down, we chat, we sip some mezcal, we talk about life, we talk about travel, and we talk about wanderlust. That is a great theme here. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this great chat with Simon Nicolian. Terry, Terry Nick's podcast. Yeah. I learned something. Did you learn something about like, them? Oh, I had a couple of things, actually. What the hell, really? Terry grew up in a hotel. Yeah. Interesting. It was crazy, right? Yeah. Hospitality through and through. Yeah, but so did I. You did? Yeah. It in was Antigua? Or in Anguilla. Anguilla. Yeah, yes, indeed. Which yeah. part of the family, father and mother, were in My the- dad. It was my dad's hotel. Well, my family's hotel. Yeah. But it was, it was not like a building hotel. It was a, um, a hotel with bungalows stretched over across along a beach. No, why? Yeah, stretched over from uh, from Meat Bay to, I can't remember the name of the bay now, but it was yeah set in an idyllic Caribbean paradise. Really? One of the most beautiful beaches on the planet. White sands, I presume. So white, white powder, like the best. Yeah. And I would be, like, kind of running to and from the main house, like, stealing little baguettes or <laughs> the, the peanuts out of the, out of the, the bar. Yeah. Um, stealing the go-karts at the club cars. <laughs> <laughs> like the golf cart kind of Yeah. Because yeah. they used, they, we had two. There was pieces, pieces of shit as well. One always was never working at the, at the time but there was always one that was working yeah and then I would whenever I saw it with the keys in I'd hop in it I even though I didn't realize I got the sense that I could do did you flip one uh, I never flipped one no (laughs) didn't have an accident though as a teenager going back to the Caribbean one night got very very wasted on a lot of rum and drove onto a beach (laughs) (laughs) and I had to call my uncle it was a rental car as well had to call my uncle yeah he he was, um, he's, he's known as Iranian George. Mm-hmm. He's a bit of a legend on the island. Everybody, anyone that you go to Anguilla, you ask for Iranian George. Yeah. They'll take you to my uncle's house. He's, he was the maintenance guy originally at my dad's hotel, but then left my dad's hotel to go and work as a maintenance dude for Malohana, which was like the other best hotel on the island sure. at the time. Was there a rivalry between the two? No, no, no. No, it's all good. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they were, they were both they were both just early like uh, early really good hotels there. Yeah. My my um, my uncle went over to work for Marihuana, Ended up doing a lot better. Um, I think it was definitely um, uh, like it was a great gig. So he like became the head of maintenance and stuff. And any time like I ran into a teenage problem, you know, where I needed some, something sorted out. <laughs> He was a man to turn to. Yeah, yeah. Uncle, it burns in certain areas. What do I do? <laughs> it was it was it was it was a rugged time this yeah. back in the day. Um no mobile phones. Yeah. Because you're uh, you're thirty eight, thirty nine now? Uh thirty six. Thirty six, okay, okay. Um, what do we get hitting uh but but prior to prior to secondary school, I didn't have a mobile phone. Yeah. And you did you did things manual and in the Caribbean even more so. Sure. So everything was very, very kind of like analog which was cool as well yeah. i remember like i remember enjoying growing up in that way where there was a bit more you could do whatever you like there was there was less consequence for that's me. yeah there's less noise too right less noise such less noise i loved writing letters i was i was yeah. just i was just thinking about this just yesterday 
Yeah. When I moved from Salt Lake City to Katy, Texas, which is just outside of Houston, yeah, there was a girl, and I, I wouldn't say it was necessarily romantic, but maybe a tinge of it. But we were both writers in creative writing class and stuff. And when I left, where I was sad, I was leaving Salt Lake City. So was she. So for months, we wrote letters back and forth. Nice. And I've never been able to reconnect. But that yeah. that specific moment, right before the internet completely hit. Yeah. And I would write with my absolute rubbish penmanship. It's horrible. But to go through that thing, I think, or rather, do you think folks are missing out that they didn't have to work a little bit harder? Yeah. Just to do this analog way of things. Yeah, it's different now. I mean, it's good. I enjoy the the, the quick kind of getting stuff done. Because yeah. I like getting things done. And um, it's definitely easier now to get things done. However, there's... I worked... I, I, I spent a lot of my life, uh, adult, mm-hmm. life prior to coming to America in a small ski town. And I came there not sure of the year i'm so bad with years so yeah. i probably won't furnish you with any but i was <laughs> i was like ah, actually i was early 20s yeah it, it, iphone one was available, I, remember, I think yeah. yeah so prior to that there was not much um there was not much photographing videoing all mm-hmm. that stuff out and about and there used to be a night at the best place in town called the faraday downstairs in the casbah called Mostly Naked Mondays, where <laughs> it was a legendary evening. And Yo, are you, you aren't going to skip through why it was called that, though, will you? Oh, well, people got got loose, naked, okay. rowdy shit happened, because there, there was no one who was documenting it. Yeah, yeah. That can't happen anymore. Oh, And that's right. why, yeah, prior to, obviously, uh, the technology yeah. and iPhones and all that stuff, you could you could get loose and not worry about it. And Man. Yeah, so it's changed. It's, it's changed a lot for the worse. But then you can get things done quickly. Yeah, you can get a taxi anywhere to anywhere. How long have you been in Austin now? Uh, about nine, ten months. Ten months since the opening. That's the yeah. opening of here and all there. Which is just short under a year now. Yeah, ten ten months. I, I was saying nine months about a month ago. So it's ten months now. Yeah, precisely. Almost a year. Well, Almost so you know, a year. There's an interesting thing. So my my dad. Well, there's a different story to it, but my the guy who's been my dad, the guy who stepped up to the plane, yeah, restaurateur, he opened hey. up a hotel in Roswell, New Mexico, and that's where my folks met, you know. And I never realized it until I grew a bit older that I always had that hospitality bug in me, mm. regardless if it was genetic or not. I'd been conditioned to be around the restaurant business. Mm. So for you, quite literally growing up in a hotel, did you feel, were you conscious of the fact that you might have just in fact been destined to be in the hospitality industry? Or did you want to be a painter? Did you want to be a musician? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. There was a certain stage of life, I remember. I wanted to be a florist. Mm, That's good. Yeah, I love I mean, that's it. I mean, I love nature. Yeah, sure. Florist. Always. I'd, and maybe still one day. Yeah. Who knows? But it wasn't only growing up at the hotel. But maybe it was, actually. I don't know. I used to spend a lot of time at the bar. Wayne was the bartender there. Mm. At Coca Loba. Coca Loba was the hotel. Okay. It then turned... Still around? My dad sold the land um, many years on for uh, to the Viceroy. Oh, okay. And then it became the Viceroy. Now they've turned it into a Four Seasons. So the Four Seasons Anguilla wow. is basically that exact property where I grew up. Oh, that's crazy. It, it probably looks a lot nicer now. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was back in the day, it was like, it was a classic 80s, like, nice hotel. Oh, yeah. It's like loads of celebs used to stay there. There was a, um, there was a, in fact, there were loads of celebs. My dad had a mate called Jean-Claude, who I thought was Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Turns out it was just a guy called Jean-Claude. <laughs> He sold sugar. But there was like, because Chuck Norris was on the island as yeah, well. Dude, yeah, really? It was about, there was a few chefs. It was a bit of like a, a chef hub. Yeah. So all like the top chefs of the day used to stay there. Um, it was, yeah, it was like, it was it was probably every day at six o'clock, there was happy hour where mm-hmm. all drinks were free for an hour. So everyone used to go to the bar and there was, there was these like bridges that 
led to gazebos. Mm-hmm. People used to hang out in there. Phil Collins was there one time. Oh, dude. Yeah, he was chatting to my mama. Well, yeah. that's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's been married like six times. Like, yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> it didn't work out with my dad, actually. And she, was like, she did say one day, fuck, I got him. Yeah. Fuck you, I, Phil. I, 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 <laughs> I love Phil, man. There's a spot in my heart yeah, for him. He's such forever. a legend. Yeah. He's such a legend. He is absolutely He's a legend. Absolute legend. Um, that was my tile, which rang from my keys in my pocket i figured it would have been a genesis song yeah definitely but it was actually the hospitality i think where that really came from was my dad used to he was i mean he was a businessman and we lived we lived between kind of caribbean and london oh, okay is he so did he grow up in london proper no he's from cyprus oh cyprus Interesting. Yeah. the hotel came came about um, I guess when I was born, and then so we lived there. Yeah. Then we we moved to London. He had a suit shop in Savile Row first, and they sold like made-to-measure mm. suits and textiles and stuff. And then uh, one in Beecham Place as well. And my dad used to uh, sell a lot of textiles to Japan. And then really? every now and then we had these Japanese people come over, and my mum would throw these parties. And the house would be filled full of Japanese people, and the parties were pretty lavish. It yeah. was, yeah, there was like a lot of wow. food. My dad had a cellar downstairs, like a huge wine cellar. It's really cool. There was, um, there was good times had in that house. It was, it was quite a big house as well. There was just people everywhere, and it was like proper hospitality. The pies were good, I think, and I think I just soaked it up. Yeah, you don't even realize it though, right? You don't. You don't. Yeah, yeah, like when my dad would work front of house, mm. or rather he would be a GM of a restaurant at like a larger place, mm. and he would say, well, you guys come in Saturday, because he used to work, and the family would come in, my brother, my mom, and I, and then he would just be talking to people, he would be talking about talking to patrons, talking to the wait staff, talking to the chefs, the like mm. kitchen, all of it, and you get wrapped up in it. Mm. It is a particular lifestyle, in a way, it's not elegant, but in a way, it's very connective, and it's very social, it's like a thriving social kind of culture you know so i can see you you can admire that you know absolutely do you have any siblings at all yeah older brother yeah a younger sister younger brother we all grew up together um until everyone kind of petered off a little bit going their own ways yeah my brother moved to sydney sydney yeah yeah um, he, he 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 bartended there with uh, Portenio. Um, they they were owned by a group that are really cool, doing really cool things in in in, in Sydney. They've mm. opened up a load of really good places, and then they what they did as well was um, open up. If anyone, if any any of their staff are, are really uh, really good at what they do, they, they open up a, a restaurant with them. Yeah, and. Um, and, and and they've had great success with that. My my brother opened up Continental with them, and that became a really a really wonderful place. They got they ended up getting a hat as well. It's like the Australian equivalent of the Michelin star oh, no kind kidding. of system, yeah, because they don't have those over there. So and then they've recently opened up a second one. He's he's killing it. He won bartender of the year. No way. Two, yeah, an older uh, brother you said, yeah. Two years ago, younger brother. Younger brother. You're yeah. the oldest. Uh, there's an older brother as well. Okay. I should be taking notes, Simon. <laughs> it's, a, it's a robust family. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a younger sister, younger brother as well. Two yeah. younger brothers? Younger sister. Yeah. And young, so he's the younger brother. I see, okay. My sister makes, my sister's a milliner. Uh-huh. She makes hats. Really? Yeah. Haberdashery? Is that the right uh, word? Haberdashery. Is a haberdashery like, the, the, or is that where you get all the Maybe where you get stuff, it, where you make the, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, she's... She's still on, it. on the island? Uh, no, this is London. In oh, London, she... No. Okay. Yeah. And uh, they, they make hats for, like, royals and stuff. She's making... Wow. Yeah, she's making hats for some serious people. They're good hats as well. I bet. She made this one. I was going to ask you if that was... Yeah, this is one of hers. Finally, I got one. I mean, it's a brilliant looking hat. I waited three years for this. I can't pull off a hat, <laughs> but you can. When did you realize you could pull off a hat? I don't know. I love a hat. When I, I guess when 
my hair start falling out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a necessity? But no, you pull it off. Love, it works with love. your facial structure. I do love, love a good hat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and something sure. that looks, I mean, you look at this thing. We'll have to take a picture of it. But that looks pretty goddamn good. Do you, do you never wear a hat? I, I don't. I mean, look at it. I've got a hat of it, like a hair hat. It's a, I call it the Lego man hair. The Lego. <laughs> <laughs> Where it just kind of like covers my whole head. And if I had a hat, man, I don't know if it would look good or not. That's it. Well, I dare say. It's, but I have a small head, too. I'll see. see what happens. Oh, yeah. This is way bigger than my head, right? I, don't know, I think you look kind of good. Oh, that's not. That's complete garbage. I did, well, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> if it was maybe, fitted properly, maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe the, the right size. But I, I think maybe, yeah, maybe I've got the jaw bones for it. You're okay. You're classic, okay, classic Hollywood jaw bones. <laughs> so you're Absolutely. in paradise, right? You are in this place, which I, at least on paper seems like an amazing place to stay, to hang out, to cause some trouble. Yeah. So what took you beyond the island? Um, we moved. Well, my mom actually moved us back to to London. Yeah, folks split. Yeah, folks yeah. split. Yeah. My dad did some sure not so good things, and then we moved to London. Yeah, and she wanted to give us like a better education. Oh, the education in Anguilla was kind of weird, actually. Um, I mean, it was cool. Yeah, I was yeah. um one of the only white kids in school, obviously. But there was only like three white families on the island at the time. What is the the native language? What's the native uh, nationality? English, English, British, English? Oh, British, British West Indies. Oh, West Indies. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed. I kind of enjoyed, like, being a bit different. Yeah, you know, sure. Being a minority is uh, surely different for everybody. There, I, I sincerely was mm-hmm. very much minority. White boy, yeah, <laughs> they used to call me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them did, yeah. If white they boy. just straight up call you out, yeah, just white boy, yeah, yeah. It's mad. It was interesting. I liked it. Few of the kids didn't like me. Fine. I got, um, I was really good mates with a very, very, very kind of big yeah. <laughs> local bird who <laughs> loved me yeah. and like fought my battles for oh, me. That's great. She was like, yeah, she always used to tell, tell them. Just to fight them off and tell me like, you got rights, you got rights. Yeah, don't take that. You got rights because I was born there. Yeah, yeah. So look, this corner had someone in my yeah, yeah. Had someone in my corner. It was definitely an interesting, but I like yeah. I think it, I thought it was cool. That is cool. Um, yeah, at at the time, it's it definitely good. It was um yeah, it was interesting for sure. Did you want to go back to London? Well, we went back to London. We went from like living pretty decent to yeah. Um, Moving into, moving into a council house. Wow. Yeah. My mum signed on, sold all the jewellery. Yeah, she went literally um, ragged down. Roughly how old uh, when you moved back? It was like beginning of uh, primary school. Mm. Um, so teens? Oh, no, no, beginning of secondary school, excuse me. Okay. Yeah, secondary school. Um, but then there was a bit of back and forth. I went back to the Caribbean a few times. Uh, cause like when you, get, when you get older, teenage years start getting angry with the world I was sure. like oh, F you mum I'll just go to dad and she's like yeah go to dad see what happens you'll be coming back and I was like sweet I'm going to the Caribbean went, went to my dad and then turns out yeah Came back. he's a bit of an asshole yeah. <laughs> and I'm coming back yeah. Yeah, yeah it was like yeah definitely she did was, you feel she like, was right well but she's <laughs> mothers are always very wise yeah they are the wisest they are the wisest in our lives sure. for sure absolutely was there any expectation for you to go off to uni and get a degree and all of that um, I think there was my mum brought us up like do whatever you want yeah you know whatever you want is cool and there was definitely that resonated through um, I ended up bartending pretty quickly quick money or because you um, like the people or I got got a job in Brixton a place called Plan B mm. working for a guy called Andy Campana he's a proper legend yeah. in the UK industry Newest stuff, worked for Matchbar Group. Um, he opened up a joint, which I soon started working for. And we, we like it was, it was a, it was one of the best places in, in London at the really? time. Yeah, a bit of a club. Had some great DJs come down there, and the drinks were fabulous. And I learned a lot from him. Was it actual cocktails? It was cocktails. It kind of evolved into more of a club. Yeah, but it was one of the, uh, one of the first kind of, 
uh, nicer places in Brixton mm. and did really good D- did really really well he did really well out of it opened up another bar and I went and I opened up a guy bar for a guy um, my girlfriend was working at a place called Cafe Libra at the time mm. and then the owner of that opened up a bar downstairs it's called 22 Below and we we'd like, we like we made it something quite special like very special yeah I went back and worked for Andy when he opened, he bought a bar in East London called the Legion. Legion, okay. Yeah, that was good. It was a bit of a party bar. Yeah. Then Hezzy came to me one day and said, we want to open up a bar called Graphic, where Terry was telling you about. Ah, the London's oh, first, yeah. like, original gin palace. Yeah, yeah. And Hezzy said, we want you to open it and, and, and run it. And I, I got involved. So we opened up. It wasn't gin focused specifically at the beginning, but it was really enjoyable. We we planned everything out together. Yeah. It was really good. Did and you took a trek to Austria? Is that right or Swiss? Swiss I South. went to from. It was actually at the time like after Graphic opened, and I'd worked essentially worked my way through the like London bar scene. Yeah, doing all kind of roles that you could possibly imagine. Up to managing uh, a volume venue, yeah, I was just in a place where I needed to go somewhere get, for a little while, get away. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, what a palate cleanser. Yeah, for sure. Took a um, took a trip from L.A. to Rio, seven month little. L.A. Yeah, L.A. Oh, is that? L.A. to Rio. Uh, didn't like L.A. at yeah. all. I don't think hey, a lot of people. Like <laughs> <LA>. <laughs> it was rubbish. <laughs> Some yeah. great people from LA, no, no doubt. But yeah, we got well. Uh, went straight into Mexico from there. Um, had that night in Guadalajara. Yeah, with uh, the peyote, best night of my life. Sure. <laughs> went to Did that. you, as mushrooms do as well? Mm-hmm. You walk away with a few key takeaways. Yeah, everything is love. Well, that that's absolutely true. Yeah, and. Oh man, I don't even want to get into how love has wrecked my life up and down <laughs> and tossed me through the gutter back and around again. But was there something that said, okay, well, Simon, this is what you should do. This is where you should go. I became, I think, just at peace with myself. Ah. That was what happened there. And no more when... fuck the world kind of stuff? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Yeah, it was like, this is, um, it was a different, it was just a different perspective. Yeah. And I was happy. And then I moved to Switzerland. Because when I got back, the the last place I worked for Hezzy for, um, the the owner of Graphic, yeah. it was a place called Alice House, I believe, in West Hampstead. And I met a guy called Neil, who said he's going to Verbier, this place in Switzerland, mm-hmm. and it's basically the best place on earth. And we got on really, really well. We had some incredible nights in there. Sure. In fact, so incredible at the end of the night, we would bow. There would be, everyone would be clapping. Uh-huh. And we would, uh, we would bow and, and, and shout, you're welcome, West Hampstead. <laughs> we, <laughs> it was, it was, We've been hauling oats. Uh, good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it was such, this was like, this was bartending, I think. It's really changed. Yeah. Because back in the day in London, I expect in Europe as well. Um, I'm talking pre mobile phone era mm-hmm. when when you when you had like a special place. It was a party, yeah. like it was a proper party. I have not experienced anything like that outside of. I haven't experienced anything like that since coming here. There's been there's been some serious times in Switzerland as well. I don't know. There's a different feel in Europe. But America, it's changed, you're it's saying. It's changed, yeah, yeah. There used to be, like, some serious... And then bartending was different. Mm. I guess also in Europe, you're, you're bartending and you, you're, um, you're, you're pretty much there and you're doing it because you really, you really love to do it because the pay is shit. Mm-hmm. There's no tips. The hours are long. <laughs> passion project. Yeah, it's a passion project for sure. So what brought you back to London then? Um, well, after... After coming back from, after doing my sabbatical, yeah. moved straight to Switzerland. Oh, okay. Yeah, Verbier, best place in the world. I 
I can't, I can't um, imagine being as happy in my life now if it wasn't for Verbier. Mm. Something it, that really maybe changed the way you thought about life yourself. Absolutely. Just continue to learn like how to make things very, very good. Yeah. Turn things five star rather than just doing things. Really? Kind of mundane, absolutely, yeah. When you, so when you throwing think a party, about, throwing a party properly. When you think about the creative impetus for making cocktails or, you know, we just got done talking about colors and experiences and things. What were some of the things now and then that were influencing you to think about that in a more creative way? Was it music? Was it movies? Was it art? I think it was the people. The people, people around, yeah. yeah. You, 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 it's constantly learning, isn't it? And you surround yourself with the people um, and you start to become kind of similar. You take yeah. on you take on board what what other people do. To an extent, you incorporate it into your own way and you, you craft your own version of whatever um, journey you want to go in. Mm. And the people there were incredible. I worked for this guy called Latte at the Faraday Hotel. Um, the, one of the most famous apres keys in the world. Mm. I mean, it was so good, so loose, so crazy. One day there was, I was at a party the other day um, in Volstead. Yeah, oh yeah. And I'm chatting to someone, and the, the girl on the, on the band there is talking about doing a stage dive. And she's like, oh, I'm going to, she's, I know she's flirting with the idea. She's like, getting the crowd riled up, like, you know, I guess. Pr- prepping to make sure they catch her sure. and then we said she said have you ever done a stage dive this bird I was at and um, I was like yeah there's one time I've, I've uh, crowd surfed crowd, crowd okay. surfing yeah. yeah what's a stage dive is that different it, well the only way to get to crowd surf is the stage dive okay so the stage dive is crowd surf yeah, yeah, yeah so one day somebody bought a surfboard into the apresque. <laughs> so my only ever crowd surf I've ever done, I dropped the, yeah, I got on the stage. Yeah, I wasn't even singing. It, yeah, it was a literal I, interpretation I a of a surfboard on, yeah, on the crowd and surfed all the way to the end. It was, that's what kind of, this is what I'm saying. Oh it's my like, God, it was those wild. kind of parties. Yeah, yeah super where Everything wild. was good. Yeah, just because it, it it was at the, at the top level of ridiculousness. That is super ridiculous. Yeah, well, you, here's an interesting thing, and I, I don't ask everybody this, but it just occurred to me, you know, probably not at that time, but in this industry, which kind of limits your ability to be healthy in a lot of ways, it limits your ability to not drink in a lot of ways. Obviously, we're guilty of that right now, although it's a lovely Incredible. drinking with you with this, the, my first bottle of mezcal from 2013. But what about family and stuff? Is that something that you look at? Do you want to? pursue getting married having kids all that um pursue i don't know i mean my family was pretty i mean we had some really really good times yeah we've had some really interesting times (laughs) 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 christmas dinner at my house i mean it was for anyone we invited it was probably very entertaining sure but often somebody somebody cried yeah somebody shouted so my sister was crying yeah my mum was shouting. My brother would leave, my little brother. Yeah. Um, I would end up getting um, hit in some way mm. or bleed mm. in some way. Oh, <laughs> generally, yeah, my yeah. older brother. Uh, it was, yeah, it was a... Um, but interestingly, it was like still that proper... My mum would like still, you know, persevere. The food would be incredible. There was yeah. like eight or nine dishes of ridiculous food on the table. Um, there was like a lot of... Um, yeah, it was it was done like at the top level. Yeah. Of quality and deliciousness. But it was crazy and It's like the eye of a very, storm, very isn't effed it? up. Yeah. So that's my kind of concept of family. And actually to till till recently, up until recently I always thought I wouldn't have kids. Yeah. Um I did actually get married that one time in Brooklyn. That's right, yeah. Yeah. She, um, yeah, love of my life. We, um, we ended up going to Antarctica for honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> True story. Yeah. <laughs> there's, um, there's actually, uh, we, we, we were on the National Geographic ship, Orion, with a load of wildlife photographers and stuff. 
and um, on the wonderful, interesting uh, story about this one, we're with with a load of people. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some very, there's some very rich people as well. A couple of dudes we got on really, really well with. Um, they were, they, there was a, there was a couple of famous people as well, and uh, and I was, I guess, like the bartender mm-hmm. of the group, and we're making dry martinis, and the ice on the ship is pretty shite, and got there's a bottle of Tanqueray, which actually is one of my favorite favorite gins. Me too. Uh, yeah, yeah, delish, and we're stirring down these these Tanqueray martinis with the uh, with the ice off the, off the machine, and we just it was it was the first day where we like start hitting icebergs, mm-hmm. and I was drinking this martini. It was subpar, wasn't enjoying it, but still enjoying it. Obviously, of course, yeah. Looking out the window, and uh, we were like, it just occurred to me, a load of, load of <laughs> delicious ice. <laughs> I'm staring at. It. I, I, I worked with some like worked with hand chipped ice before. Yeah. Why don't we? Why don't we go and get some of that ice? What up it? Absolutely. So I was chatting to the, the guy there, and he said, "Oh yeah, let me ask the captain." <laughs> so the captain comes up, and he's he's like, "What do you want to do?" And I said, "Well, we were thinking maybe getting that ice <laughs> <laughs> in here and making some delicious martinis." And he was like, "Yeah, let's make it happen." And he pulled out he pulled out the dinghy. He's like, Just "Give me twenty minutes. Cool. Got a dinghy ready." And we went over, um, carved out some some wonderful chunks of delicious ice. And obviously, he's he's a geek about the situation. Yeah, he's talking about how the ice is like twenty thousand years old, and giving me some like incredible killer facts. And I'm just like sucking on a couple of <laughs> a couple of but it, huge ice cubes. So here, well, so I, this is what kind of occurs to me: salt water can't freeze. Ultimately, right? No. So this is all freshwater ice. This is fresh water from thousands of years ago, oh, and man. it's delicious. We we got back and we made, we just started. Oh, and also from 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 the underhang mm. of these icebergs, what happens is there there forms these icicles, these beautiful icicles, clear, uh, absolutely clear as oh. clear as day, and we would snap off some of the icicles, and. We took back a hall of icicles as well yeah. as the huge blocks. So we would use, we would carve the the the, the blocks for stirring the martinis, and we just pop an icicle in the drink oh, for gin wow. and tonics. Yeah, facing up. So the point this was is crazy. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, that's not an experience I think anyone that I've ever met has ever had. It's ridiculous. There's actually I've got a video on my Facebook of me making a dry martini with that ice. I mean, it's a little uh, bit of posturing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the best ice on the planet, you know. It's so good. I always thought that would be a good business opportunity. Somehow get that Vintage ice. Vintage yeah, 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 for sure. Get that over from Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, it was good. That's amazing. It was good. It's delicious water, delicious ice. But yeah. this, you know, this whole, where I've been introduced to you and this whole kind of li- latest chapter here in Austin with here and we're there. Did you guys all meet at Trailer Happiness? We yeah so we there's all there's a lot of like interlinking weaving yeah so the graphic uh, the one that that I opened in Soho which interestingly was right next door to one of my dad's first textile shops no Golden way Square. yeah that was interesting That's as well it's really weird but but very cool so it kind of felt a bit like home yeah Terry ended up working there getting a job uh, when I was in Switzerland. We would work the winter, and I would save up mm. often, or always around like twenty thousand francs, which was the equivalent of dollars. Yeah, and we would go to, I'd go to Asia or Africa or anywhere on the planet that was kind of cheaper, and I could sustain until November, December comes along, and I'd go back to Switzerland. Yeah, yeah. So I was traveling for the entire time I was working at, and this is why also I say this is the best life in the world. Anyone who, who's thinking about going to work in a ski town, if you can get one like that, a situation like that, it's the best situation you could possibly be in. Mm. Eight months off a year, fantastic. Yeah. Save all your money, go anywhere you like. I would go to Thailand, 
I would check into like a Thai boxing camp. Yeah. Sometimes for three months. There's yeah. a, we, we don't have to recant it, but anybody that meets you in a bar, if they're sitting next to you and sipping, they need to ask you about the Thai massage leaf. Therapy. The spanky leaf. The spanky leaf. Yeah. That's, we'll leave it to that. Well, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a great story. But it was so, great. but you were traveling a whole lot, working hard those, those winter months and then going and getting a little more heat into your life. Yeah. Yeah. And then just going back, back to Switzerland. That was the best life. That's also bartending as well. So I've always had so much respect for it. It's such a good job. Mm. Such a great job. Such a wonderful thing to do. So you learn all your skills. You chat to people. You get to you get to wear so many hats being a bartender. Yeah. You get to you get to be Yeah, I guess there's lots of shitty bartenders out there. Actually I've met a few recently. <laughs> kind of do want to to vent about there's so many but there's there's really there's great buttons out there there's some shitty ones but for the most part it's such a wonderful job to have and be and it's it made made me the person i am i've i truly respect the craft in general yeah. and, and 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 it's so fun i think i think about it so often like when i, when I do bartend oh i've kind of stepped away from it in fact, I have completely now. But there's not there's not many shifts. I didn't think. Do you know what? I really, really love this. Yeah, yeah. I think that's great. Doing yeah. what you love. Yeah, definitely. Did you? You know, because I think about this crew of Brits. Yeah. Oh, wait, you know that? Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's fine, and I think that it's an elegant way to look at service and your career and of course if you want more mescalances at your disposal but you know you guys met and kind of obviously things worked between you james and terry but what was the process like were you ready to come back or excuse me were you ready to migrate as i do air quotes to the states yeah i've um so we we went to so we worked going back to uh, where we were before I went off on a tangent. Oh, that's good. One day I'm in I'm in London. I've just gotten back from three months in Japan where I worked on in a fruit orchard. Uh, I went to like evolve my garnish game as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Learn the Japanese way about many, many different things. Get back to London. There's still three weeks before I need to get back to Switzerland. So I'm going to go and hang out in London with my mum for a bit. And I call... I call, I put on my Facebook um, any any shifts for for a um, for, for a bartender back, in, back in London. Apple Orchard guy, <laughs> <laughs> fresh out, fresh from Japan. <laughs> Let's go. Anyone got some shifts for me? And then my my little brother said, uh, "Call call James Sweathouse." And I was like, "Okay, I don't know this guy." Call James, and I was like, "Have you got any shifts for me?" He said, "Yeah, um, Trailer Happiness." I was like, "Fantastic." Like one of the best bars ever yeah. in the world in London, yeah, for sure. So I get, get, I give James a call, and James says, "Like, yeah, do you want to come down, meet me quickly? We'll go for a beer. So we go for a beer, something to eat, and um, just get chatting to James." And he's, um, he said, "Yeah, yeah, give got a couple of shifts for you." We we got on straight away. Mm. So yeah, he's, he's really, really like good chat, great guy. And um, we, I ended up doing some shifts at, at here or there. Uh, no, at uh, trailer happens. Trailer happens, right? Sorry. The um, so I, my first shift, there's a lady comes in, and she orders an Oxley tonic. Mm. She's like, "Have you got Oxley?" I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I don't." So it's kind of it's a rum, rum focused. Uh, but yeah, we've got a couple of gins, no Oxley. Um, she said, oh, okay, I'll, I'll just have a uh, Campari soda. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, Whoever this this lady is, she's she's cool as fuck, mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> and um, so I make one, she's got, she's got a friend with her, um, a younger lady, and um, we get chatting. And she says, uh, she's like, oh, what are you up to? You know, I said, oh, I'm just, just here doing a few shifts until I go back to Verbier. And she, she was like, oh, 
Burbier, my son worked there. And I was like, oh, no way. Who's your son? And she's like, Jamie Evans. I was like, yeah, I know Jamie really well. Jamie, Jamie took, uh, Jamie worked at a bar called The Loft, which I opened for Andy. That was the last bar I opened for Andy. Mm. And uh, Loft in Clapham, great place back in the day. And Jamie Evans worked there um, after I left to go to Switzerland. He'd worked one year, I think, prior to that in Verbia as well. Anyway, spoiled the connection. And she said he's getting married in, um, I don't know, in a few months or whatever. And I was like, oh, no way. I hadn't spoken to Jamie for a long time. And I called, I, I took a picture of me and his mum, mum Val, who's um, actually, uh, she's actually friends with my mum now. No Which way. is cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then she goes, um, so then he calls me straight away and he's like, what are you up to? I'm like, what are you doing? I like, yeah, I'm just doing some shifts. So I go back to Switzerland. And he's like, oh, do you want to come to the wedding? It's in Barbados. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. I went, when is it? I was like, yeah, I can make that work. He's like, wicked. So I book a flight straight away. Um, I end up going over to Barbados for the wedding. While I was there, um, met my bird. Uh, one love loves my life. Yeah. And I went to, she was like, do you want to come to Miami? So like, we got together at the wedding. Then instead of going, I was like, I'm going to go back to Switzerland. But yeah, maybe I can come to Miami. So I just bought a ticket to Miami. Ended up going to Miami, hanging out with her. And then, yeah, not not leaving really. <laughs> we, <laughs> Wait, so have you been here the whole time? We it's went, uh, no, I left I left a few times. Um, I was flirting with the idea. We were going to end up moving over to, um, to, to Switzerland or Europe. Oh, yeah. But she ended up getting a really good job in New York. And so that's why you ended up in New York. Yeah. So we went to New York. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Okay. And then we ended up, uh, she, I didn't like New York City, but she, she obviously had the job there. Yeah. She ended up getting me a job in the Hamptons or just, just past the Hamptons. Montauk. A place called Montauk, right? Yeah. So I went there first. Then James calls me one day and says, yeah, this is Sam Everything, 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 everything connects. Yeah. Everything connects. The guy who they ended up opening the squeezery with. Yeah, that's right. Was a guy who, I was who let me stay in his house for for my for my first season. Um, guy called James, I think I can't remember. No, he wasn't called James. Whatever. I feel very bad for not remembering, but whatever. <laughs> um, and then uh, so James ended up being mates with him. They ended up opening the squeezery because James called me one day and he said, "I've been to Tales. Trailer Happiness was nominated, but we didn't get it." He was like, right, he was going to go to Australia to be with his girlfriend. Yeah. But turned out something happened and he ended up not being able to go back there. And then, not with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, it was cool. And then, um, and then I was like, yeah, come to Montauk. So he came and he hung out with me the whole summer. Got really good mates with my, uh, the guy who owned the house who I was yeah. living with. Then they, two years later, went into business for the squeezery and open the juice oh, bar. Shit, no yeah. Kidding. And then he's the one who bought so they opened that bar together eventually. Um and then the squeezery now yeah. that, that we have one here. That Seven, was seventh street, right? Yeah, yeah. That was the one where James ended up opening here first before while waiting for here or there to open. No. And he's the one who bought Terry over and, and got yeah, like kind of connected it all. Yeah. He, he was the connector. Did you guys uh, really uh, want to bring Nick over? Uh, Nick, Nick it was an afterthought. He came. <laughs> no jokes, jokes, jokes. We love Nick. He's he came. He, so he just arrived, like yeah. uh, quite recently. But he's like Nick the Greek, obviously. Yeah, right. Yeah, smashing it in town. Uh, what a geezer! Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's nice. I love having like my, I kind of like London people around. It makes it makes me feel it's. It, Besides that familiarity, yeah. When okay. when we were in Montauk, we had um, everyone thought me and James were like the same guy. <laughs> they would never see us in the same place <laughs> together at the same yeah, time because yeah. I was either working or I was out. And we, we would we would always yeah. So and uh, we both sounded exactly the same. Um, so it was a um, it was funny. 
we were they thought we were the same person and he, i mean it's funny because he's a bit shorter than you really yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> we look nothing alike but he's goes um it was uh yeah it was it, and then obviously nick coming over as well because yeah like, he's from london as well so you've you've enjoyed it being yeah here. absolutely amazing we um yeah we have a, a lot to a lot for to show for what yeah what we've done soon after um here or there opened we ended up i was just getting like coming to the the end of like wanting to be behind the bar all the time yeah and then we had i had the opportunity to work for panerica mm. which that came up amazing portfolio of stuff incredible sure. yeah and specifically craft in yeah. town and and then ended up acquiring that gig and here, here we are are you here day. to stay now awesome. yeah yeah you gonna be here for a bit it would seem so yeah 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 definitely it's a wonderful place it is it was Lots some really really cool people good minds it's a good culture like the community is really good it's very very accepting yeah you know so well you know it's been an interesting journey you are a man about town a well-respected man about town i'm gonna to go to that kink song but anyway no so you travel you appreciate flavors i think everybody appreciates your just a, like this nice open very what's the word uh just open personality you're very humorous and so it does you. Uh, you know i wonder though like is it going to be short-lived you know what i mean like not your personality but You've traveled so long, yeah, and so much. Can you sit in the same place, yeah, for a long time? I think it's like a situation where I always thought I had that. I had the term wanderlust. Yes, yes. And I said, I put my hand up. I was like, "It's me. I am. I have wanderlust." Yeah. I finally saw a word that describes how I felt. For sure. And I did. I think when you get to a certain, a certain age, or certain time in your life, more, you don't want to, you, you know, you want to throw your anchor, and stay somewhere for a bit. Yeah, I'm there now. I think Austin's that place. I never knew that Austin would be that place. I thought it was Aspen. Mm. I was trying to get back to the mountains, but the Rockies aren't the same as the Alps. No, it's not the same. It's not the same. And I, maybe I didn't, I, I should have lived deep in, I lived in Denver mm. for a year. It wasn't the same. But Austin wouldn't have been my first choice, perhaps, but my God, it's it's a great place. We've embraced you with open arms, I would say. It's appreciated as well. It feels like home, yeah. most definitely. I mean, now when I get, um, I mean, I'm going to, San Francisco tomorrow. Yeah. I get anxious. When I when I'm when I um the thought of travelling now gives me a little bit of anxiety. I'm like, oh I have to pack my bag. Yeah. I have to get up early. There's an element that just I know I'm gonna love it of course, but there's an element of like before I was like, Yes. Yeah. Up for it. And I was about to go on an adventure. But I just time. started to settle down. Yeah. 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 Now I'm and I have my cat June. Oh yeah, she's hilarious. My number one girl, my main girl, my only girl. The only one. She's the one. <laughs> she's the one for me. So I, I feel, yeah, I feel like, I feel like you. You get to the point where you're like traveled out. You're everything out. I'll never be traveled out completely. Sure, but, but you, I'm ready to, yeah, ready to chill, for sure. And Austin is going to be the place. Yeah, there's some very exciting things that are going to happen, which I'm really excited to. See, come to fruition. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got one question left for you. You know, we've had an amazing opportunity to sit and be creative with each other, sip through some things, talk about your life. But, you know, getting a sense of history and getting a sense of your affinity for pop culture. So let's take this Mezcal, this 2003 Mexicano, yes, Berin from Mezcal Vago. And you can sip this anywhere in the world. It doesn't matter. But you can sip have a conversation with anybody living or deceased who 
would you sit down, sip this mezcal with? Mm, probably my granddad. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. It's always nice to know a little bit more about, like, where you come from. Yeah, yeah, you know? I'm sure he's got some stories. Back sure. in, definitely be someone, like, older, who's lived in a different era. Do you ever meet him? Yeah. Yeah. He was quite rude, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't a nice guy. But, like, I'd be able to deal with that now, yeah, you know? Right. Like, you never yeah, stand up to it. Yeah, like, yeah, sweet. Like, yeah. have a conversation. When you're a kid, he's just ordering you around to do right. stuff. But now yeah. you're peers. Yeah, we could just we could just have a chat. I'd ask him what you're up to. I think he was in, like, the army and stuff. Um, He was, like, and even if he is, he, I remember him being an angry fellow. Yeah. Even if he is a dickhead, or was a dickhead, um, like I love a good dickhead sometimes, sure. you know, for sure. So even if whatever, however he was, I would have still enjoyed having a conversation with him, yeah, and like learning something about not only about my family, but yeah, how it was back in the day. Yeah, it's amazing. I would do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just a wee lad when I met my grandfather and we hung yeah. out and stuff. So it'd be good as an adult to go back and see. He apparently was aspiring lawyer, got drafted into World War II and stuff. But yeah, going back to where it begins, going back into where our family begins, where it comes from. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I, I appreciate you taking the time out. And I'm glad you're in Austin. It's always such a pleasure to run into you when we're out. <laughs> like Apparently, I'm, I'm funny as shit or some, yeah. something, which I find just mind-boggling. Yeah. But the best if you, <laughs> if anyone is in Austin and runs into Mike G at the bar and he's had a couple of mezcals, prepare for a good laugh. I that's for sure. That is my new boilerplate. That's my bio now. That's my bio. Funny camp. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing, Simon. Thanks so much for chatting, mate. Talk soon, yeah. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. So there we have it. A great addition to the cocktail scene here in Austin. A great personality to add to the conversations. Mr. Simon Nicolian now representing Jameson Whiskey here in town. Really interesting upbringing. The similarities between Terry and he having grown up in a hotel. Hospitality running through the blood. Making martinis with the purest ice in the world. These are all really incredible stories, and it's going to be very exciting to see what Simon's up to next, and I hope he sticks with us in town here for some time. So thanks so much, Simon, for taking the time to chat with me. And thanks, everybody, for listening to Show to V with Mike G. No matter how much of the West Wing you have left and you're dreading the very end of it because you do like Jimmy Smith's a lot, or if you're thinking this new Twilight Zone series is absolutely astonishing, please keep dancing. <laughs>